Happy Halloween, people. All right, let's do this. Hey, everyone. Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. I could not start the show off with that applause. Thank you, everyone. All right, and if you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now, well, anywhere you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now, of course you're listening to it because that's why you're hearing this. So wherever you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now, make sure you subscribe to the Frankie D Show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. I I actually put some more on now iHeartRadio I'm on now. I thought I was already on iHeartRadio, but iHeartRadio I'm on now. Um, Podbean, Amazon, uh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even remember the other ones I did. I'm on quite a bit now. If you guys have heard me and you're like, man, I really want him to be on this platform, like you heard me on Spotify or something, and then you're like, you know, I like Spotify, but I really listen to music on there, my podcast on this other platform. Try to reach out to me somewhere, whether an Apple podcast review or one of the social medias. By the way, if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, Gerard, find me on one of them. Say, yo, Frankie D, get on these. Yeah, over the weekend... I, you know, I said I wanted to start doing that. Now that I've been doing these podcasts, like, all pre-recorded, you know, I haven't been doing them live on YouTube anymore. Just, you know, like I've said in the past, live, I think, should be on a consistent schedule, same day, same time, every day or week. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, you know, the, I'm doing it on a Saturday now, not a Friday. But if I could do it on Friday, then it would be on a Friday. But even... This, I did it last week on a, a Saturday, I believe, also. However, different time this week than last week. So, you know, all pre-recorded. But then I figured, all right, if I'm going to be doing these pre-recorded, i got to be doing this like a podcaster then, right? So I went in and I put the RSS feed on a bunch of other ones. So I, I should be on quite a bit of these platforms now. I did get rejected from one. I don't know the reason why. I forget what it was called. Boom something? Yeah, so uh, they can go screw themselves. Now, I have no clue what the reason was. Don't really care too much. I'm like, well, I can't really... I I don't think that's necessarily a very popular podcast platform for me really to care too much to try to figure out what was the reason it got rejected. I just kind of thought you put the RSS feed in and you were like, man, I'm good to go. But whatever. So wherever you're listening to the Frankie D Show on... Subscribe to me there. Keep listening. I appreciate it, people. All right. Sound good? Cool. So, like I said in the uh, beginning of the show, there before the uh, intro music, uh, happy Halloween. I don't have, like, last year, I'm pretty sure. I can't say I'm positive. um, I did a full Halloween-themed show. I do remember talking about Elvira last year. I didn't really look into her this year. Um... Yeah, so I definitely don't have a fall Halloween theme show, but I, you know, I got a little topic to uh, talk about Halloween here. But anyway, I feel like most people are forgetting about Halloween now. Does anyone 
Anyone else feel that? I feel like it pretty much hits like end of August, early September now, and it's like, hey, Christmas. I you know I don't understand. Like I feel like that takes some of the joy of Christmas out when you start it that early. It's like you get exhausted by Christmas, and by the time you actually get to Christmas, it's like, well, that thank God that's over now. Like, why don't we just enjoy the holidays of the months? Like, you know, sometime in September, I could see you starting to get excited for Halloween. It's like, all right, we're in fall now, you know, at the end of September. Get excited for Halloween. That's at the end of the month. Watch your Halloween movies. Then, you know, once Halloween is over, then get excited for Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving is one people really have forgotten about. And when I say forgotten, but I don't mean actually forgotten, but it's like, it's like, it just seems like people don't give a crap about them anymore. People just, like I said, they go right from uh, like summer to Christmas, it seems. But like, there is a bit of people that still like, you know, they like dressing up for Halloween. They like that stuff. They like Halloween movies. So there are still a bit of people. Like, I know some girl, she started watching uh, Halloween movies back in August. It's like, well, geez, we, we still got a while till Halloween. But there are still a bit of people that are really into Halloween. But Thanksgiving, it seems like one, like people that just don't care about it. It's like once Halloween's over, they're going right into Christmas. It's like people enjoy like that week of Thanksgiving. They get a few days off of school and work. They get some good foods for the holiday. But in general, they just want, you know, Christmas. It's like that whole month of November, they're already thinking about Christmas. Then they get a little excited the week of Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving because, you know, like I said, the days off of work and school and good foods. But then, you know, once Thanksgiving night, once after you eat your meal, bam, you're ready for Black Friday and ready for Christmas. And I mean, after, after Thanksgiving, you know, of course I could see being excited for Christmas, but that, that is the way it should be. Halloween, Thanksgiving, then Christmas. Not, hey, let's just jump to... Uh, I, I've already seen stores for weeks now with cr- bringing in Christmas stuff. I, you know, like, I don't... And the, with these uh, radio stations that are playing Christmas music weeks before Thanksgiving... Come on, that is just obnoxious. Like, I don't want to hear, even in the month of December, it actually pisses me off how uh, radio stations play nonstop Christmas music. Like, of course, they should be playing Christmas music. It is Christmas time in December. But every single song? And then to start it weeks before Thanksgiving, it's like, come on. How about you just make a bunch of talk breaks about Thanksgiving and try to get people in the, like, Thanksgiving spirit? I don't know. I saw that Tim Allen, he has now done a fourth Santa Claus movie. Now, I don't know if it's or it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if it's already on Disney+, Plus if they're, or if they're just already advertising for it. But it's like, shouldn't they have waited till December to release it? If it isn't, you know... If it's if it is released, uh, shouldn't they have waited till December? Let's see. I'm gonna look this up right now. Because I don't know, people are definitely more in the Christmas spirit in December. It's like, why are you trying to start people off this early and where they're gonna be tired of the movie by then? And I feel like you're j- like 
once they hear bam, that new Tim Allen, you know, Santa Claus movie is out the fourth one, like in December, I feel like you're going to get way more people where me, I'm not watching that movie right now. Hell no. Now, December, if it came out then, yeah, I'd probably be like, oh, people are talking about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it now. But, you know, there are going to be some people that watch it now, some people that, well, like, I don't know. I feel like you want that big boom, right? So everyone's talking about it. Let's see. When does the Santa Claus 4 come out? Um, It says November 16th. Tim Allen returned to Scott Calvin in the upcoming series. Wait, is it? Is it a series? It's not a movie? Hmm. I can't see it being a series. I don't know. Well, now i got to read a little bit about this. Uh, a new season for the Disney Plus original limited series, The Santa Clauses, has arrived. Maybe it is a series. The upcoming... I guess it is. It keeps saying series. The upcoming series premiering November 16th on Disney Plus brings back beloved... Characters from the beloved film series, including Tim Allen and Scott Calvin, blah, blah, blah. The series also stars Elizabeth Allen Dick, Devin Bright, Austin Keane, Matilda Lawler, Rapali. Okay, I don't care. Um, in the new series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday, and he realizes he can't be Santa forever, according to an announcement from Disney about the film. Okay, I don't really care. Um, so let's see. It says there's like an Instagram post here. The most wonderful time of the year is on its way. The Santa Claus is streaming on November 16th on Disney plus. All right. So if this is a series and they should have made it a movie and released it in December. If, if it's, uh, you know, if it is a series, if, if it's not a series and they shouldn't be calling it a series. So I know it probably is a series if they keep saying that. Uh, now it says limited. So what does that mean? Starts November 16th, ends like right around Christmas time. Cause then maybe I'll, uh, I'll take it back. They could start in, in November, as long as it's ending around, uh, Christmas. Cause that is, you know, that's the middle of November. I, you know, it still sucks that it's, uh, Premature, you know, it's before Thanksgiving. However, you know, they do probably need a certain amount of episodes to really tell the story. Okay, I don't know enough about this yet. I'm not reading through this whole article. But, um, I don't know. I see, you know, I see this article, I see like uh, a trailer for it before. And I'm like, why is, why are we already talking about Christmas stuff and it's not even Halloween yet? Like, never mind Thanksgiving. It's not even Halloween yet. It, it's Halloween in a few days. But it's not even Halloween yet. So that just pisses me off. Really does. Uh, I'm not sure. I think last year I talked to an extent about there being, like, drugs in Halloween candy. Or maybe a knife or something in Halloween candy. I feel like I remember that. If I haven't, I've definitely read about that stuff. But I feel, I feel like that might have been in the Halloween episode last year. Again, I don't remember. <laughs> I'd have to re-listen to the episode to really know that. But I wanted. To, I, I've been seeing some stories lately. Again, I feel like I see them every year about watch. 
you know, watch your kid's Halloween candy. There could be drugs in it or there could be a knife in it or whatever. And, you know, I've been hearing these stories for years and it sounded like they were true. I mean, I thought there were real examples of them. I didn't think they could be lies. If they were, I thought it would say in the article is like, oh yeah, like, but there, there's no, uh, evidence of it. They just came out and said that there was a knife or drugs or something. So I, I just always thought it was true, but then I, I've been seeing stories lately. So I'm like, oh man, this is happening again. But I have always been a little weary about uh, how true it is because some of the drugs that they're saying that they're putting in these Halloween candies, it's like, why would people do that? Like, you do have crazy people out there that would do that, but, like, if they're not even seeing these kids, you know, eat the Halloween candy to, like, see the effect, like, I feel like you'll have some idiots that would just want to see people get high. If you're not seeing that, one, what's the point? And two, the bigger thing, like, that I've never understood why any person would want to do this, is um, it, these drugs cause people, these, drug, these druggies a lot of money. So why would they want to waste their money on giving it away as Halloween candy? So I have always wondered about how true these, uh, these stories actually are, because I'm like, you know, why would... These druggies want to give away their drugs. They spent a lot of money on them, and they're not even seeing the people they're giving the drugs to, you know, take them. So I've never really under understood that. You know, it's like, are these people just really messed up? But anyway, um, I saw this video before of uh, apparently they, these people were debunking the drugs in Halloween candy hoax. They were saying, yeah, there's really no evidence of it. So let's see uh, what this has to uh, say here. This guy who is next to, like, this fake girl zombie thing that looks pretty freaking terrifying. Uh, if anyone wants to see that scary-looking thing, it's called the video is called Debunking Halloween Candy and Drug Hoax- Hoaxes. Uh, it's on Fox 26 Houston, the YouTube channel. All right, let's see what this has to say very special Halloween edition of the show and we're here at Purgatory in Kingwood and of course it Kingwood. is a great haunted house with so many different rooms you're gonna love this place now who did we find here at Purgatory who'd you find <laughs> he's not a, a psychological doctor he's a medical doctor Dr. Abdullah Kudrath man this girl zombie thing it's on the table here it is terrifying looking if anyone wants to check it out, go to the video. You will have nightmares. And, of course, we want to focus on the health and safety of the kids. They're going to be getting a lot of candy if their parents allow them to eat that candy. But there are some concerns out there in this day and age. And one of the things that we have seen is the color, the candy-colored... Ah, that freaking... I can't even look at this thing. ...fentanyl pills that are out there. So is that a real concern for parents at Halloween, or is this something that we hear on the news a lot? It has made its way to several news outlets. Um, I think what they're referring to is color tablets for mm -hmm. fentanyl. Now, most medications have colors right. when you think of it. Uh, that is true. Uh, but the idea is that people might be passing it out to little kids when they trick or treat. Currently, there's no evidence of, of any kids receiving this. Mm -hmm. um, and I highly doubt it's going to be 
given to kids for trick-or-treat because these things cost money. Watch, there's going to be a bunch of people that want to prove this guy wrong now, and they're just going to get drugs and give it to kids just to be like, who the hell does this asshole think he is trying to, de to debunk these hoaxes? No evidence? Well, we'll give them evidence. Right. The crackheads will keep that. <laughs> right? Like, getting these damn kids, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, crackheads want to keep their crack. Like, you know, they spend a lot of money on that stuff. They, they don't want to be giving their crack away. My pills. <laughs> That's right. Because most people are making these drugs to sell them. Right. right. Now, the thing is, there have been hoax every Halloween. Mm -hmm. And one person actually went back to 1958 and found out there has been no fatality since, thank God, uh, from trick-or-treat candy. I know fatalities, but has there been drugs or the knives in the candy? Because I have heard these stories and they had examples of kids from what I remember. So were these people lying? And if they were, I feel like, like we should be calling these people out because they publicly made a statement doing this. They were over, you know, they were in the media, on the internet, stuff like that. So they should be called out, you know. It's not like they said this to, like, their friend or something, one person, and no one knew. Like, you know, then I'd be like, nah, don't call them out. Like, that was, like, a private. No, like, they, these people literally, you know, made this a public thing. So what is with the examples of the people saying, like, yeah, no, we found it in our Halloween candy. I, I feel like I remember a knife more than drugs, but I do remember seeing the drug stories like every year, but I don't remember, I don't think I remember a specific example of uh, that. But I, I do think though, with it, you know, trick-or-treating and Halloween candy, I've always said this, it's a weird holiday. You are going up to, you know, strangers' doors and asking for candy. You know, I, I'm sure I said this last year. We, you know, we, we were taught growing up to not accept uh, candy from strangers. And then there's one night a year where we go up to strangers' doors and then ask for candy. I mean, seriously, we don't know what they're putting in, whether it's drugs or snot or whatever it is. Like, I, you know, I was never a big trick-or-treater, really. I stopped doing that early. I always thought the holiday was weird, honestly. We're going to dress up as superheroes or whatever and then ask strangers for candy. I mean, I don't know. It's just odd to me. Let's see what else this video is saying. That being and it's said, a, the urban legends we've heard, like a razor blade in a candy or a I've needle in a candy. Not, right. Or an apple. None of that's ever been proven. Okay, I don't think I've ever heard of a, of a needle. Sure, the stories are out there. I think I have heard of a knife, you know, a razor blade. And then he just said an apple at the end now. I don't know what's wrong with an apple unless the knife's inside of it. Even though I feel like the, the knife story, the, you know, the razor blade story, I might remember being in an apple, but I don't remember. Could, could have been in candy. I, I don't remember. And maybe it was in candy. Beats the heck out of me. Let's see what else this got to say. Prove it. Right. Almost all of them had ended up being hoaxes. Now, that being said, we still have to be careful every right. year. Of course. It's really important that parents inspect the candy. For sure. Uh, before their kids eat it. Uh, if nothing else, they can catch the ones with an open wrapper, because that's just gross. That is disgusting. <laughs> Who wants that? No one. Right, right. It's like those little candy corn things. Ew. You don't like those? Oh my god, no. I do not like those either. I also don't like the little pumpkin candy things. No bueno. No. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if a candy just looks odd, sometimes I would avoid the homemade candies, unless you know the person who's making it. Right. Um, if it's not in an official wrapper that's sealed, these are the type of candies you should probably just avoid.
And of course, for those who are wondering, when it comes to taking your kids out to get that Halloween candy, the trick-or-treat, uh, long ago, there used to be uh, several hospitals that would... Man, this host talking right now, he's got a good like radio voice. Like Someone's got to sign him to a radio station or something. Do, do you guys hear this voice? I, I could see this on a radio station. Allow you to bring your candy in and x-ray. Do they still do that anymore? Um, or at least they told us. Maybe they lied. You know, it's, it's, it's not a bad idea. I think the risk is super low. Uh -huh. um, but I guess that's a good marketing campaign. Uh -huh. <laughs> sure. I don't Why think not? there's a great enough risk for everyone to go and x-ray all their candy. And obviously, we're still not completely done with the pandemic. Uh, any tips for kids going out? Do you still recommend once they go out trick-or-treating, being around a lot of people, maybe use some hand sanitizer or take any other precautions? Because as we know, the pandemic is not completely over. Absolutely. I think those general precautions are always good to do. Yeah, I mean, whether pandemic or not, why you're, would you not wash your hands after? I, I don't know. Why even bring that into it? Just say, yeah, and don't forget, make sure you're washing your hands and sh stuff after, right? And not just because of COVID. Exactly. Also, we've got the flu going around. I've seen strep throat, a lot of cases lately. So if we're handing off candies, hanging out in groups, it's always best to keep our hands clean, especially when handling all the same items. Okay. So, Dr. Kudrath, have you enjoyed the haunted house? Or are you coming back? Or are you going to what? I'm not, not going to lie. This is a re really scary haunted house. I haven't <laughs> been to one in a long time. But the, oh uh, the owners here at yeah, Purgatory have really like done a good job guy. at building very dramatic and detailed scenes that look kind of lifelike. Can you save this woman? <laughs> oh my god, save that woman, the one that's like the dead zombie. I guess it's not a zombie, I guess it's just a dead woman. Yeah, t that's terrifying. See, that's the problem as a doctor. Every time I see this, I go into doctor mode, and I'm trying to find what the injury is and what I need to do next to keep them alive. I feel like I'm back at work. Right, right. Oh I think god. it may be an overdose. <laughs> it could be. Maybe a druggie. She's got a tramp stamp right here. Oh boy. <laughs> That'll do oh man. So yeah, that's my Halloween uh, topic for this year. I feel like every year I see these stories of uh, drugs ending up in kids' Halloween candy. I'm like, why the hell would anyone do that? That That's just a messed up thing. And then you're wasting, like these druggies, they'd be wasting their own money. So, I don't know. This doctor's saying that there is no proof of it. Um, I guess the, for the other stories, uh, either they were lying or he just mentioned fatalities. So, I don't know if it has happened. And they just, people didn't die from it. I remember there being one about a knife. Um, don't know if it was real or not. Guess I'll have to look more into that. Maybe if I remember, I'll look into it and be like, yeah, that person was debunked. Or, you know, they were, they were found out, I should say. They were found out. They lied. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's keep going on to topics. I really don't have too much with Halloween this year. I feel like no one's really talked about it this year. At least with me. I don't know. Maybe when you're younger, people just talk about it a lot more. I feel like I could be wrong with this. I blame a lot of things on social media. I feel like when social media started getting more and more popular, you think Halloween would have gotten more and more popular, right? Everyone would have wanted to be showing off their Halloween costumes, this and that. I swear it's gotten less popular. I, f I feel people would rather be just sitting in their house buying the Halloween candy on sale, sitting on like social media. Stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong with that. 
but um, I feel like they're like I haven't really seen many people talk about it this year. So there, I really didn't see a lot of stories on it. But something that is uh, happening this Halloween weekend, actually tonight, is uh, Jake Paul's boxing match. Now I, he did have another press conference. I don't have anything on the press conference. Some of you might be happy with me with that. Some of you might be pissed at me with that because usually when there's the press conferences with Jake Paul, you know, I look into him a little bit. I play him on here, discuss him. Didn't do that. Haven't watched any of it. Maybe I should have. But I don't know. Might have been the same as last time. But anyway, yeah, his uh, their boxing matches tonight. Last I heard, you know, the odds were always flipping back and forth. Some, you know, at one time they thought Jake was going to win. One time they thought Anderson was going to win. Then back to Jake. Then back to Anderson. I think from what I hear now, the odds are on Anderson Silva winning. One of the best UFC fighters of all time. He has had some boxing matches. They say he's pretty good at boxing. Going against Jake Paul. Let me see. Who are the odds of winning Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva? Paul is the... Uh, I you know I I know nothing about uh, gambling, so I'm probably saying this wrong. But Paul is the uh, minus two forty favorite, risk two hundred forty to win a hundred, and the latest Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva odds, and this was four hours ago, at Caesar Sportsbook, Silva is the uh, plus two hundred underdog, and the over under for total rounds is set at six point five. I so I guess. Uh, I don't know. It says Paul is the minus 240 favorite, so I guess that means he's the favorite, right? I don't freaking know. I have no clue who I could even guess on. I mean, I I I would like for Jake Paul to keep winning, honestly. I think it's funny that he keeps making a lot of money from this, and then he keeps pissing more people off, and people just keep saying, you know, boxer real boxer and shit like that, and then even though he almost... Did twice, and they backed out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I find it funny. And like I've said in the past, once he gets his ass knocked out, I won't be into it anymore. But I want to see how many people he could keep uh, beating. And I do like, like, he does some nice knockouts. I, I like him to keep knocking people out. That first one with Tyron Woodley where he just won by points. Like, no, no, boy, no. That second one with Tyron Woodley, I like that that knockout. I was like, right down. So, no offense, Anderson. You seem like an extraordinarily nice guy. I do want Jake Paul to knock you out. I want to see how far this dude could go. I do, you know, I don't, and who I think is going to win, I have no clue. But who I want to win, I, it's Jake. He's very entertaining. I want to see how long he could keep this going for. I mean, I do feel after Anderson, unless Conor McGregor's the next one, which I think is stupid, but unless Conor McGregor's the next one, I can't really see him doing any more. You doing anymore? I can't see him boxing anymore. Uh, UFC fighters. Like, what's the point? I think people would like to see Conor, but I don't know. 
No, I don't really care. I feel like, like that's when I think I would put my money on Jake. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I saw that uh, Floyd Mayweather might box, and actually box, not exhibition, Conor McGregor again. I think that's stupid. It's like we already we already saw you beat, uh, uh, we already saw Floyd beat McGregor the first time. And like, in my opinion, I remember like being not even close. I, it was a TKO, right? Uh, so I, I don't think that, I think that'd be a stupid match. You know, I know Floyd's thinking of the money, but is the money even there anymore? We already saw you beat him. I feel McGregor is not nearly as relevant as he used to be. Sure, that would put, a you know, some spark in him again. But it's not a rematch that, it's not like it was super close and people were like, oh man, he they he needs the rematch. It's like, no. I think people would rather see Jake Paul versus Floyd, but Floyd said he would do it, but it'd have to be exhibition because they have too big of a weight difference. Like, they wouldn't let it be a real boxing match. And I think Jake said he he only wants it to be a real boxing match. So I don't know. Anyway, um, next week I will probably be, at least for some sort of time, talking about who won the boxing match of uh, Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Should be entertaining. I won't be buying it, but I'll see it on YouTube or something. I'll see it somewhere. All right. I'm going on to the uh, next topic now, which I feel like it's not being talked about. Like, it is being talked about a lot. I don't know. I feel like I was expecting, like, people talking even more about it. But it, it is being talked about a lot. If it wasn't being talked about a lot, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be talking about it right now. Um, and that's Elon Musk finally buying Twitter. Hey. Hey. Everyone's so happy, and then people that hate him are so unhappy. Well, let me tell you who's really unhappy. Some of those top executives at Twitter that he just canned. I'm curious how that works. I guess it was in their contract that if he fires them, he's got to, I don't know if it's per person or just in total, uh, he's got to give $200 million to. So maybe these people are happy that they got fired. They're like, all right, well, I'm just getting millions of dollars to not work now. If it is $200 million per person, it's like, well, don't squander that. You are good now for the rest of your life. Right? Like, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious what their thought process was. Like, when they heard he was coming in, or th- if they were open-minded and they were like, all right, well, Elon Musk is coming in. He's our new boss. Like, we'll do things his way. If they were like that, or if they were terrified, they're like, "Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna fire us. He's gonna fire us. Uh, we know he's gonna fire us." Or what it was. Now it's funny if they were like optimistic about him coming in. If they were like, "All right, we'll give it a shot. Like we're actually happy," and then he just fires these people. They, you know, now they must just hate him. But that would stink if they didn't even like the way it was ran before, and they were happy with him making changes. And then he was just like, "Nah, I got a I got a clean house." Like, I can't have this around here. But usually you can't just fire people, right? I mean, they have contracts and stuff. Now, he is a new owner, so I don't know what is involved with that. And then clearly he's got to pay him $200 million. Again, I don't know if that's between all... I think there were four, actually. All four of them, or if that was per person. I don't know. So there's clearly something in a contract there. 
But I am curious that like did also, did he like call them in his office that first day? It was like, yeah, I need to have a talk with you and blah, blah, blah. Or if they just got like termination letters or emails or something. And I wonder if they were relieved or if they started crying. They're like, oh no, I lost my job. You know, I mean, they, they all got to be rich to begin with. And now they're getting even more millions from being fired. So, uh, you know, it's not like the end of the world for them. Other people get fired and then they literally have to live on the streets. That's, I don't think that's going to be happening with them. But I, I would like to know their response. I haven't seen any responses yet. I haven't seen um, what any of them have said. But I do hope it. they will say something. They Maybe they have. I just didn't look into it that hard. I One of them, I don't remember her name right now. She was on Joe Rogan with uh, Jack Dorsey, the guy that started Twitter. And they had Tim Pool on, podcaster I'm very familiar with. And... He was just trying to call them out in, like, every way they censor people and stuff like that. And they're trying to deny it. And, man, that did not hold up well because they're trying to say, like, no, we don't do this, we don't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then especially when they blocked, uh, when they when they took Trump's account away. Man, they, they, that did not hold up well for them. But now she's gone. I mean, Jack Dorsey's not involved with the company anymore, Correct. It was kind of funny though. Elon Musk came in. He had the a free, he walked in with a sink. He did that for a pun, apparently. You know, let the sink in. I didn't know what the reasoning was for the sink. I thought it was funny though. Even before I knew it was a pun, I thought it was hilarious that he just walks into Twitter with a sink. But um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I feel bad for the ex- executives or not. I mean, they're already rich. Now they're gonna get millions from being fired. I don't know if I feel bad for them because, I mean, they did censor people. Now, I don't know whose idea it was to censor. Now, if, you know, their bosses were saying, oh, you got to censor people, then they are just doing their jobs. If they went out of their own way, be like, oh, yeah, these these people are assholes. Like, we just want to censor them. Like, we don't like what they're saying. Then, sure. Then I think Elon Musk is doing the right thing. But, again, you know, again, I don't know what their deal was. If someone above them was saying, oh, no, we want you to censor. And clearly, they're not going to use the word censor. But, you know, we all know what it is. But, you know, if someone above them was saying, you got to censor them. And they were just doing their job. Then, Elon, it's like, you could probably just say, no, your job is different now. And they probably just want money and we'll just do whatever you say. But, I don't know. Maybe they feel they have some moral right. Or they think, they, like, they think they're morally greater than people or whatever. And they're not. Um, so they censor people, which makes them actually morally worse than people that don't censor people. Uh, anyway, though, got a quick article on this here. Uh, let's see. It says, if looks could kill Twitter's head of censorship who banned Trump and squashed Hunter Biden's laptop story is pictured glaring at new boss Elon Musk hours before he fired her, along with CEO and CFO. So this is a uh, Daily Mail article. Just in case anyone wants to look it up. Man, I really need to start... I said this last week. I need to put some transition music in here. I don't have a water with me right now. I could use a break, get a quick drink of water, throw what I feel going on me. Could have just paused it, put some transition music into you guys. Let me know... 
if you guys would prefer that or not prefer that. If you like me just talking straight through, or if you or if you would like, I don't know, five second transition music in there. I think it's coming, but whatever. Not stopping now. I'm just going straight through. So let's see. Uh, just a day before being fired by Elon Musk, Twitter lawyer. Ah, this was the one on uh, Tim Pool. I doubt I'll be able to say her name. Uh, Vijaya God was photographed glaring at her new boss in an awkward meetup with other employees at the HQ coffee bar. God, widely considered the head of censorship at Twitter. Was that really her title? The head of censorship? <laughs> you are the head of censoring people. Um, had been vocal in her criticism of Musk. She cried during a meeting in April after he first announced plans to buy the company. She was well a well-known Democrat donor and was beyond, and behind the decision to squash links to a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's incriminating laptop before the 2020 election. Musk had publicly slammed her for her uh, for the decision. Yeah, she had a go. Sounds like she had a go. Doesn't sound like it was uh, someone telling her what to do. It sounds like she wanted to to censor people. She she thought her uh, her opinions were better than everyone else's. She thought she only had a right opinion. That's what it's sounding like. And she was censoring people. I mean, literally, she starts crying when she hears <laughs> Musk is gonna buy Twitter. Come on. Maybe just do the right thing and you won't be crying. Like, isn't that why you're crying? You know you're doing the wrong thing, so you know you're probably going to get fired, right? You know, it's not that he's the bad guy. It's probably that you're the bad guy. On Wednesday, she was spotted with Musk and others at the coffee bar at Twitter HQ. The next day, she was fired along with CEO Parag Agrawal and CFO Ned Segal. Or Siegel. I don't know if I said that right. But she walks away with a sizable payout, a total of 70... Okay, so this is what she gets, I guess. A total of 70, $72 million in stocks that she owned, salary and benefits, and stocks that had not yet vested when she was in her position, uh, but which are now paid out as part of the deal. MarketWatch reports that God, Agrawal, and Zee will take a... Okay, so it's a combined... Combined golden parachute of $204 million. Agrawal gets uh, $66 million, and Siegel takes $65 million. Damn. Musk has not yet publicly named their replacements, but he is expected to act as interim CEO, at least on a temporary basis. I still want to know if he called them into their office, if he did it one by one, if he had other people fire them, like... I really would. I wish they put a camera in there. Like, man, the money they kind of made just by, like, him, like, imagine him going, like, all, like, Donald Trump on them, like, from The Apprentice, going, like, again, I don't know how to say her name. Vijaya, you're fired. Doing, you know, point, doing the uh, snap pointing thing like Trump did. That would have been hilarious. Uh, Musk has not yet publicly... Okay, I said that. Uh, Friday also marked the return of Musk's friend, Kanye West, to Twitter after the troubled rapper was suspended from the platform following a series of anti-Semitic rants on social media. Well, his was a little different. Didn't he say he was going to go death con or something on Jewish people? Uh, Those are kind of death threats, but okay. (laughs) I feel his were a little different than 
people getting uh, like banned or whatever because they were talking about the vaccine. But whatever, he's CEO now. Let's see, as Musk ushered them out last night, he asked Tesla engineers to visit HQ today to start rewriting the website's code. Among his plans is to open source algorithms to increase transparency for users about how their data is used to suggest content to them and to add an edit button for all. He also plans to allow President Trump back on the site. I think he didn't. I think by now he has let him back on, I'm pretty sure. Trump welcomed his takeover on Friday, writing on his own social media site, Truth Social. Uh, Truth Social has become somewhat of a phenomenon. That's what Trump said. Last week, it had bigger numbers than all the other platforms, including TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and the rest. I don't know if that's true, but it's always funny hearing it from Trump, right? It also looks and works better to my eye. I am very happy that Twitter is now in sane hands and will no longer be run by radical left lunatics and maniacs that truly hate our country. Twitter must now work hard to rid itself of all the bots and fake accounts that have hurt it so badly. It will be much smaller, but better. I love truth. Conservative figures who were banned from the platform now hope that uh, his stated commitment to free speech will allow them to return. The big names booted from Twitter include Donald Trump, Roger Stone, Alex Jones, Steve Bannon, and U.S. Uh, Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Among those who have decried his plans as dangerous as former head of global public policy, Colin Crowell. It is funny how upset people are about this. It's like, don't use the platform then. It's like, if you think he's ruining it, go to another platform. Make another one big. Lord knows there's more than enough social media platforms. Right? Start using Facebook again. That, that used to be way bigger than it is now. I, I mean, personally, I don't even use Twitter. I don't even know if I really buy, you know, what Musk is saying. Like, who knows what he's going to be saying in five, six years, ten years. But... I don't know. As of right now, it, he's saying the right stuff. I mean, no, no one likes. I mean, no one's supposed to like censorship, right? Freedom of speech. Like there is a line there. You're not supposed to be threatening people, in my opinion. You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be threatening people, physically threatening them, whatever. And uh, you know, so those people should be banned, and honestly, if they're really threatening people, they should probably be dealt with with the law also, not just banned on a social media platform. Uh, but in terms of just, like, differing opinions, and then people get banned because they're not agreeing with the left or whatever, like, that's messed up. But apparently, that's what Twitter was doing. Uh, let's see. I really just want to go down to the uh, comments now. Because this article is long. No need to go through the whole thing. One second. We get it. All these people got fired. Uh, okay, here we go. Person said, that's why Democrats love open borders and immigrants. Because they know they can come to America with crazy liberalism. 
This person said, Musk performed cancer surgery, life-saving. This person said, I'm glad she's gone. She is poison. This person said, I'll never use Twitter. I also don't want an electric car. However, good on Musk if he can clear the woke out and restore free speech. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably never use Twitter in terms of personal. I mean, you know, I got one for the Frankie D show, but personal use, can't see myself using it. But yeah, I mean, people shouldn't be uh, censored. But I've said many times before, too. Uh, I mean, the more social media connects people, I just think the more problems there will be. I don't believe the world was ever supposed to be this connected. I don't even believe, like, our countries were supposed to be this connected. Like, people in the U.S. in general, you know, parts of the country just don't really agree with other parts of the country. They'll take vacations there and stuff. They could get along for a week or so, but in general... Now, now we got people on opposite ends of the country that can argue all throughout the day because of social media. It's like you guys will never meet each other. You'll never see each other. Nothing. You live on different ends of the country. Like, why are you arguing? Just live your life. You know? Let's see. This person said, I give it a year at most before he takes the whole company out of San Francisco. Maybe a lot sooner. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be in like Austin or whatever. That's where he moved Tesla, right? He moved it to Texas, I believe. Uh, this person said, looks like Twitter is slash was all brown. How is that diversity? This person said, nah, 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 nah. Woke, hey, hey, goodbye. Uh, this person said, God, the slacker, as a, you know, the Vijaya, God, the slacker, will have to find the next affirmative host. This person said, she needs to get the Pelosi treatment. Uh, and then someone commented on that, said no one deserves violence against them and to encourage violence is not funny and is certainly not clever. Foolish remark. Yeah, I d- should not be encouraging violence. And this, I'll read one more. Oh, I'm sure God's tears will dry up by the time the money lands into her account. Now let's watch and see how she will spend that money. How much of it will she donate to the charities? Yeah. Let's see, only time will tell. Um, yeah, I can't really say I feel too bad. They, they all got so much money. They were censoring people. That's not right. If you got to block someone's account, like I said, for threatening people, violence, stuff like that, go for it. But, you know, I remember... Uh, you know, uh, Rogan, he was getting, uh, st- I don't think it was Twitter, though, but he was getting stuff taken down just from, like, having doctors on his show, right? And then, you know, with Spotify, they didn't take his stuff down. But yeah, they had to put a disclaimer on it and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Whole censoring stuff is messed up. And then you get people that throw temper tantrums when... People aren't being censored. And kind of like now, it's like a bunch of people throwing temper tantrums. No, Twitter's not going to censor people anymore. That's messed up. People are saying messed up stuff. It's like, no, you're you're being more messed up by wanting people censored just for having a differing opinion than you. Okay. I'm going on to my last topic now. Something uh, I guess I'm just interested in. Just felt... The want to talk about it. 
it's a radio topic again. I guess I talk about these often. You know, I was talking about AMP a lot those weeks. Now I'm talking about uh, a radio host named Scott Shannon. He's a longtime radio host in uh, New York City. He's been doing it. I don't remember. I don't know when he starts. I got an article here. We'll see when it says. I I think at least since the '80s, maybe before then. Anyway, he started with Z in terms of New York. He started with Z100. It, w- it was actually in New Jersey, Jersey City, and. The antenna, though, was in New York City. So it was like he was still broadcasting there. He would say, yeah, broadcasting from the top of the Empire State Building, stuff like that, even though he's really broadcasting in New Jersey. But the antenna was um, in New York City. Really, I don't even know why you'd want to go to uh, New York City then if you're already in Jersey City. If you could get the guests, <clears throat> that's really all that counts, right? Like, you got your, you got you, you got your crew. That's the big thing that really counts. Then the other thing you want is your guests, right? But if they're coming to you anyway, you're known as a New York City radio station. You're still near New York City. You're in Jersey City. Why not just stay there? But whatever. After time, Z100 ended up, actually, their studios and everything moved to uh, New York City. But anyway, Scott Shannon, I, I think he was the one that created Z100, if I, if I uh, remember correctly. If not, he was definitely the one that made it popular. Apparently, he brought the ratings up from, like, Nothing to, like, first or whatever. Then after so many years with Z100, he goes to PLJ where he was with, uh, he was on the Scott and Todd show. And uh, that was very popular for, I think, 20-something years. And then since, I think, 2014, something like that, he went to WCBS-FM. So everyone's heard of CBS, you know, the TV channel. Well, yeah, New York, they got a radio station, too. An FM and an AM one. The FM plays oldies music. And AM, I think, is news. I'm not sure if he was nationally syndicated, so... Maybe some of you other people that are listening uh, in the U.S. have heard of him. You know, if he was nationally syndicated. But anyway, on the East Coast in New York City, a lot of people know who he is. He's been around a long time. And he said the other day that he will be retiring from WCBS on December 16th. Now, I don't know that at first I just saw that many was retiring. Now, I took a quick glance at this article before. I didn't read the whole thing yet, but I took a quick glance at it. And it appears he is still going to be doing a show. I don't know in what way, but it appears he is still going to be doing a show. It looks like he's just retiring from WCBS, so... Anyway, can you really call that retiring? You know, unless he's going to podcasting or something. Then then I guess you would say he's retiring from radio. But if he is just going to do radio still, you're not really retiring, right? Just switching jobs. I guess in a way you're quitting. Um, but anyway, I've always found uh, radio fascinating. So I just wanted to uh, talk about this. If everyone was just more um, interested in listening to Halloween stuff, since it's Halloween time, and Elon Musk, since a lot of people are talking about that, then I just wanted to give you this warning right now. We're going to be talking about radio for a little bit. <laughs> Not too long, though. Episode's almost over. But um, anyway, let's see. I got this article here. Earlier today, Scott, so this was October 28th. Um, 
that Scott Shannon said this. So earlier today, Scott Shannon announced he will retire from Odyssey Classic Hits 101.1 WCBS-FM New York on December 16th. While Shannon will no longer be heard in mornings at WCBS-FM, this is starting to sound more like this previous retirement in 2014 when he left Cumulus Media's 95.5 WPLJ only to reappear at WCBS-FM a month later. In his on-air announcement this morning, Shannon made it clear his time on the air is not coming to an end. So what does that mean now? Does that mean he's going to another radio station? Does that mean he's going to Sirius XM, do satellite radio? Does that mean he's going to do a podcast? Does that mean he's going to... Did Amazon sign him to do an AM show? God, I hope they didn't sign him. I'd rather see him on Sirius or something. But I could, I don't know, I could see Am signing him. They've been signed, they signed uh, one of the dudes from Kevin and Bean, for you Los Angeles people. They signed him to uh, uh, Amp. So, who knows? Now he says his time on the air is not coming to an end. So I feel like. I don't know. I feel like then it's not podcasting. I feel like they don't use the term on the air for podcasting. They, I feel like if that were the case, he'd say, I'm not, you know, I would still continue in some way doing a show. Something like that if you were going to podcast. So I feel it's either going to be another radio station, serious, or honestly, it, on it, now that I say it, it could be Amp. Wouldn't really surprise me. Set up a little studio for himself, play some music, take some calls. I think he actually already has a studio set up for himself. So I could see that. In a way, I can't see it being another radio station. In a way, I could because he's old and that's what he knows and that's other radio stations know him. So in a way, I could see it being that. But if that were the case, why would he not just stay at WCBS? Right? So... I think it. I think it's a money thing. I don't think he's just leaving to leave. I don't know if another radio station is just going to reach out to him and say, hey, we'll give you a lot of money. You know, now that I'm even saying it, maybe it is Amp. Even Sirius, like, are they really going to pay Scott Shannon a lot of money? Like, now it seems like they're starting to focus more on podcasting. Where Scott Shannon was... Uh, you know, he's a music host. They could get him on a music channel. But, uh, you know, how much are they wanting to pay him? Is he really going to bring that much of an audience over? And then there is Amp now, who Amazon has more than enough money to shell out to anyone. They know he plays music. They know he talks in between music. Maybe it's Amp. If he goes on Amp, you heard it here first. Okay, let's see. Watch, it's actually going to say in this article probably where he's going, and then I'll be like, well, my bad. Uh, Let's see. Shannon told listeners, I've actually worked here with Patty at CBS FM for the past eight and a half years. When I signed to my contract, I thought it would be my last stop on the radio road. Turns out it's not going to be. Okay. I guess, I guess he is going to keep doing radio, even though they are calling amp radio. So who knows? Let's see, my alarm has gone off at 3.15 for eight and a half years now. 
and I believe it's time to take from morning radio and chill a while before I decide what I want to do next in my life and career. It was a difficult decision for me because I love CBS FM. It was a dream of mine to work here, and I did get to work here. I love the station. I love the people I work with and work for. And of course, I'll be honest with you. I think these are the best listeners we've ever had. And what does he mean by best? Nicest? Because probably not the most listeners he's ever had. That was probably when he was on, you know, Scott and Todd or Z100, right? All right, so let's see. Uh, I love the people. There were a bunch of listeners who were already here. And when we got here, and I thought they weren't going to go for this. And little by little, we got most of them into the club. And of course, many people came with us from the other place. All right, so I think he means PLJ with that. We've entertained these people and then gotten to know them for the past eight and a half years, but it's time to take a break. Uh, so on Friday, uh, December the 16th, I will retire from CBS FM after we finish up the year the way it should be with our live broadcast for the kids at, I don't know how to say Blythe the Dale children's hospital. I definitely had to say that wrong. He continued stating that a syndicated America's Greatest Hits countdown show, so I guess it is syndicated, whether it's nationally or not, I don't know, but some of you people not on the East Coast then might know who he is. Uh, let's see, countdown show will continue to be heard uh, the station on Sunday mornings and his true oldies channel network which, uh, will continue to be on WCBS HD3 before turning it over to co-host Patty Steele who will also be departing the station with Shannon. Damn. Does that mean she lost her job with this, or she's just deciding to retire or something just because he's going? I don't know who she is at all. Let's see. Still said, Scott, your decision to take a, to take a break led me to start thinking about what I will love to do. My career has been in blocks seemingly to follow you. I was at Z100 with you. Then I did news at CBS AM. I went to WOR. I was at PLJ with you. I was at CBS FM, 1010 wins. This is just a transition for me uh, to the next block. It also allows me to expand my podcast. Okay, so she's doing some podcasting. Wow. Co-host doing podcasting. I guess that's how it goes, right? Top guy gets the radio show. The co-host gets the podcast, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, it also allows me to expand my podcasting as well as a new business venture. And always uh, back on the radio sooner rather than later. I've I've absolutely loved working here, and I have nothing but gratitude to the people here for the opportunity they gave us. Uh, for all the challenges in my life, breast cancer, family damn that sucks, family addiction issues, which have famously been explored in podcasting. Shannon then says, "And working with me, can you survive that again?" Uh, my kids' high school and college graduations, there's lots of good things, too. You, our amazing listeners, have been my friends and my radio family, and I have not, and I have not for one minute, uh, not gotten through it without knowing you're there, and I'll miss you. The announcement can be heard here. All right, let's play some of this, even though I guess I just read all of it, but let's play this. I want to hear it. We know y'all can cook real good. Oh, jeez, I don't, I don't need to hear a commercial. And who can blame them without 11 people? Okay, maybe I can't do this then. Why, why are they playing a commercial in a freaking... Uh... For a price 
in a freaking um, recorded thing. I don't even know what this is called. It's not a podcast. It's only six minutes. It's just a little player. Okay, they're still freaking playing it. Let's see, is this I'm thinking it? about this. I've actually worked here okay, this is mm-hmm. with Patty at CBSM for the past eight and a half years. Yeah, almost going on nine. Wow. And when I signed my contract, mm-hmm. I thought it would be my last stop on the radio road. Wow. Turns out it's not going to be. He must have. My he, alarm has gone off. He must have a plan, though. If he's saying it looks like it's not going to be, it's not like. He, he's got to have a plan. Like, in the article, it was saying, like, you know, I'm going to take a little break before starting anything. But, no, he he clearly he has signed with someone, or he wouldn't be saying that, right? Off at 3.15 for eight and a half years now. I'm up earlier than that. <laughs> and I, uh, I believe it's time to take a break from morning radio and just kind of chill for a while before I uh, decide what I want to do next in my life. Now, but you must have decided, right? Because you wouldn't have said, looks like this isn't going to be my last stop. So, you must you must have signed somewhere. I don't believe that you have to decide because it's not like, you know, radio jobs just come that easily. Unless you are just going to podcast. Then you could easily do that. Life and my career. It's a difficult decision for me. Because uh, I actually, I love CBS FM. It was a, a dream of mine to work here. And I did get to work here. I love the station. I love the people I work with and work for. And of course, I'll be honest with you. Man, this voice, he must have had a good voice back in the day because he did get very popular. But man, this voice is hard to listen to. I think these are the best listeners we've ever had. Yeah. He'd be fun as a guest. I've heard him as a guest, but man, hearing this right now, ugh. Wonderful. I love, I love the people. There was a bunch of listeners that were already here, and uh, I, I'm not even going through this whole thing. I already read what, what they said. I, if I would have known that was there, I should have scrolled down first. I would have just played that instead of reading it all to you. But you get the point. All right, that is uh, the end of the Frank D show today. Hope you guys enjoyed the topics. I'm curious, for those of you who don't even know who Scott Shannon is, you're probably like, yeah, I don't give a crap, but I am curious where this guy's going now. I've been bashing Amp all these weeks, even though not a total bash. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Somewhere in between. But now I'm just curious if they signed him. He's saying, you know, he needs to make decisions, but I think he, he must have already signed somewhere. Okie dokes. Well, like I said, that is it with the Frankie D show today. So wherever you're listening to the Frankie D show right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever the hell, keep subscribe to me on there. Keep listening. If you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D show on Instagram and Twitter. Sound good? These episodes, like I, are. Pretty much always posted on Tuesday. I think there's only been a couple times where I messed up and couldn't post them on Tuesday. But this will be posted on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for Tuesday nights, Wednesdays. They will be there. All right. Sound good? All right. I'm out of here.
Peace.